Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Travel Bugs, welcome back to the Had to Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 50. It is wild to me that we have 50 episodes already in the bank. Um, This is just the best time of my life. Um, So today I'm excited because we are going to be chatting with a familiar face or rather, I guess, a familiar voice, Hinnish, from way back in episode 18. If you followed along um, on my New Year's countdown, you'll know that episode 18 is our most popular episode to date. It has the most listens and downloads. Uh, and I love that people were touched by Hinesh's story because uh, he's just such a great guy and his whole vibe is awesome. So before we chat with Hinesh, let's jump into this week's weekly roundup. Okay, 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 okay. So much news from the world. So hey, put your sound up. You know why? I think it's time for our weekly Welcome back to the Weekly Roundup, where we are bringing you the latest and greatest from the world of Disney and destinations all around the world. And speaking of great, I'm so excited to have Diana with us today. She's going to be our guest co-host for this week's segment. Diana is one of my fellow Academy Travel affiliates And I can't wait to chat about this week's news with her. So, Diana, welcome to the Weekly Roundup. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So there's always so much news happening. um, And I saw this week that they are bringing back Pixar Day at Sea and Marvel Day at Sea for Disney Cruise Line in 2024. Yes, that's very exciting. I know. Have you done a Disney cruise yet? No, but I'm super excited. I do have one scheduled for May on The Wish, so I can't yes, wait. I'll be there. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. Do you have a favorite Pixar and Marvel movie? For, for Pixar, it probably goes back to Toy Story. Like, just I vividly remember going to the see that with my friends in high school right after we all started driving, which probably yes. dates me a little bit, but uh, <laughs> special place in my heart with that one for that. For Marvel, probably, I don't know, it's a toss-up between Thor and Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, My sister Mm. and I are big cosplayers, and so we have uh, Thor and Loki costumes and Cap and Bucky costumes that we do. Oh my god, that's adorable. (laughs) So uh, we're kind of a duo and pair all of ours, so those are the two that we do most often. Okay, well, that's amazing. And I hope that you guys are going to book one of these Marvel <laughs> Day at Sea cruises because yes. that's insane. <laughs> right up our alley. I know. I'm not really caught up on like all things Marvel yet. I feel like there's so many of them and I get so overwhelmed with like 
what order to watch them in? Yes, there is a lot. I think I rely on my sister a little bit more for that. She's more of like the here's the chronology. And I'm like, I don't know, it's pretty. I like yeah. it. Like I, I get into them, I enjoy right. it, but I'm less worried about this matches this comic and this and this and this. And so I'm in it because they're fun. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I really loved like Iron Man. I feel like that was like the original, like the first one. Yes. Came out. Um, and any where they're all like together, like all the Avengers movies. Yeah, the really ensemble like. ones are really fun. Oh my god, they're so good! And I just feel like that Marvel Day at Sea must be fantastic. Such an incredible. Yes, event. I have several friends, and I'm like, okay, when we go, we're all going to go together and do the Marvel because we can all dress up and get excited about it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just such a different vibe. I mean, like Pixar Day at Sea looks so cute because they bring out you know toy story and monsters inc and all that kind of stuff which is adorable and super fun but there's something about like yeah. face characters you know and how they interact a little differently and they really take on that like yeah. persona um i think that would be yeah, it would so be a lot of fun like that i would look forward to i love pixar there's a lot of that childhood like joy that it brings out but i guess that superhero nerd in me is oh like yes <laughs> marvel day <laughs> That's true. Um, what else did I see that came out this week? Um, did you see the Garden Rocks yes. concert series for Flower Which and Garden Festival? It's our favorite to go to. I, my sister, my mom, and I, that's about usually the time of year we end up going is during that. So it's always fun to see who's playing and like who's going to be there when we're there. Or should we try and see somebody? And just because there's so many off the wall people that are there sometimes that you're like, I would never have thought I'd see this. Like, I think Smash Mouth is on there, and I'm I like, Smash, Smash Mouth. <laughs> Speaking of throwing it back to high school, that sent me right back. Yeah. Yes, like debate team in the van memories of Smash Mouth playing. I was there uh, last year for Flower Garden and was walking through when Berlin was playing. Oh, and wow. I was like, what year am I in? Yes. That is exactly like I it's probably I don't know probably four or five years now that we walked past and the village people were playing YMCA and we just stopped we were like what <laughs> what what is happening like we're holding our, our festival eats and treats yeah. and we're like oh we're getting a lesson in the proper way to do the YMCA oh from God, the originators funny. it was fantastic yeah this this lineup I know it's only the preliminary lineup and it'll add more as we go but yeah. I saw like in early March, Daughtry's going to be there, which is like my husband's favorite. Oh, wow. He's going to be so bummed that we can't make it. Yeah. Um, and then in like late April, I saw a flock of seagulls. Like, yeah. What? I just want to know, like, who is in charge of booking these acts? <laughs> right. You're just looking at it. You're like, I don't like they go from the orchestra to simple plan. And you're like, I, I don't. <laughs> Like just putting everything on mix and they're like whoever pops up and, yeah I mean, it's, it's super fun and it's always entertaining you're just like i i don't know how they get this but it, it's true it's just and they're you're right though they're so fun like it no matter who you end up seeing um i highly recommend if you're at epcot during flower and garden and there's a concert happening stop what you're doing <laughs> and go over there and enjoy the concert absolutely you will have something no. to talk about when you leave, I guarantee. Yeah, you definitely will, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> now, besides Disney, I know that you also um, have been booking some 
cruises. Yes. Um, and I would love for you to share a little bit about this because I think this is something that not a lot of people know about. So I, I, I mean, I pick the typical things you like, you get Royal Caribbean and Disney and, and Carnival, but I kind of have a little bit of a side, like specialization, I guess you could say. I work with some smaller river cruise companies here in the States, um, specifically American Cruise Line and American Queen Steamboat Cruises. And so those tend to be more of your smaller boats, less people. So you're going to have a little bit, you're not going to have the over the top Disney and you know, the carnival kind of stuff where the games or all of the kids stuff are these kind of are, sure. are geared a little towards people, maybe over 50. My sister and I go on them. We are definitely not over 40 yet. Close. We're not there. Uh, we've gone <laughs> with family, but um, it's great because they both cruise lines offer like they stop at small cities. Like if you go along the Mississippi River, they'll go all the way up and down the Mississippi River and they'll stop at small towns oh, and they'll cool. have a little route and a bus will be there to take you around the tour route. There's stops where you can get off and do free tours of like town hall or this history thing. We actually did one on the Snake River out of Portland and they have the Goonies house that you can go to. So different things. Oh, it's really funny. fun. And they'll do excursions that you can pay for. We did a winery tour and a distillery tour on some of them. Uh, but they're a little bit, you know, if you've got people with mobility issues, they're really great for that because they're used to having people you know, where they can't step up into the bathroom. So the bathrooms are all level. It's all showers. They've got lifts and stuff on the buses so people can get around, which is fantastic. And they've got shorter things where you can just stay on the bus and look or stuff if you want to go off and walk. We hiked a waterfall once. So they've kind of got that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They've also got fantastic themes. So they'll have the music of Elvis. They'll have food along the Upper East Coast. They'll do New York in the fall and do the leaves changing colors out of, you know, Hudson Harbor mm. there. So it's, it's really neat, but both of those companies have some specials going on right now. So American queen on their Mississippi river cruises, if you book through the end of February, they're offering about $1,200 off plus airfare. So about $300, $350 in airfare, depending on the cruise that you're booking wow. or the room that you take. And those are usually about right under $4,000. So that's a really great deal um, to get some stuff off. Their yeah. cherry blossoms out of Washington, D.C. are $1,000 off per cabin. So you getting those smaller, more intimate tours and stuff where the big cruise ships can't get into. So it's really great to see. Uh, but also that history where they set up people to come in and talk to you about what was going on. They follow the American Revolution or they follow Lewis and Clark if you're coming out of Portland mm -hmm. and then Seattle. So it's really an interesting kind of take. And then American Queen, most of theirs are going to be steamboats. So when you see them on the river, they look like something out of yeah. a Mark Twain novel, which is just fantastic. They have singers on board. They have a bar. They have entertainment. So you're not just going to be sitting there wondering what to do. Um, but it's just a beautiful thing. Like when you pull up and you get off the boat, when you walk back, it's just this big steamboat. And so it's really yeah. picturesque. Um, and, and they're running something similar. So a few of theirs actually on select dates right now are about $2,500 off mm. their cruises, which is a great deal. Or if you pay in full, it's 5% off just upfront when you pay in full for the yeah. cruise, which is a good deal on those as well. A lot of those are going to be all inclusive. A few have a drinks package and some of them, it's everything like the bar, wine and beer at your table. All of it is included. So it's a great way to not have to figure out and add up prices and what you're going to have later. Like it's all right there for you. You know what you're going to pay. Amazing. That sounds yes. so great. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like it because it's places where we're not like full and you're having to fight everybody to get those yeah. excursions or get attention on the ships. Almost all of them have exterior rooms, even if you don't have a balcony. 
Um, a few of them are wider, but most of these are river boats. So they're going to be narrower. They go through the locks. Right. They go to small towns. So it's just a really interesting to see. And it's beautiful to just sail down the river on days where they're not doing anything. I've done one with my grandparents for Thanksgiving, and it was wonderful to see everything decorated for the holidays. Mm. So um, we've had age ranges with the people I've taken from the 20s to my granddad turned 90 last year when we took wow. him. And there was something for everyone to do. Um, I I may not recommend it for people with smaller kids who are easily excitable just because there's not as much. Sure. Um, there's not kids day, you know, stuff for them to do. We're not going to have Pixar day at sea. Um, <laughs> but if you're looking for something maybe with an adult only group or you're like, man, this would be really kind of cool to go see these places. I, I can't recommend both of these companies are fantastic to work with and cruise with. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. If anybody wants to book one of those um, sailings with you, how can they find you? They can find me at diana.dobbs at academytravel.com. And that's Diana, like the princess, D-I-A-N-A. <laughs> and Dobbs is D-O-B-B-S. Um, or I'm at academytravel.com slash Diana, and you should be able to find me there as well. Excellent. And I will include the links in the episode show notes so people oh, can great. easily find you. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's weekly roundup. I will be back next and every week with more news from Disney and all around the world. A very special thank you to Diana for being my guest co-host on this week's roundup. And without further ado, this is Solo Travel with Hinnish. Hinesh, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to catch up with you. No worries. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So we're not going to any one particular place today, right? No, we're going all around the world, let's just say. <laughs> I, lo I love it. So I have to tell you before we jump in, your last episode that we did, which was episode 18 for me, um, has been my most listened to episode. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's a shock. <laughs> so people were really invested in your story and your trip to Colombia. Um, and I think just the concept of not letting, um, uh, I guess a lack of travel companions. <laughs> yeah stop you from seeing the world yeah i think it's so important though because it's a lesson i learned quite late because i think when i was in my early 20s you're kind of not i think as a society you're kind of taught not to do things alone like doing things alone is quite frowned upon but once you start doing solo traveling you've done your first trip you're like yeah do you know what you can do anything it's fine <laughs> I mean, yeah that's essentially i think what the takeaway was for yeah. people which is great. Um, and we touched a little bit about this in your last episode, but let's let's refresh. Um, do you remember the first trip that you took on your own? Yeah, so the first trip I'd done on my own was actually Brazil in 2016 for the Rio de Janeiro Carnival. Now, mm. Carnival was always on my bucket list. Like, I wouldn't say it's on my bucket list, but I heard like amazing things. I've heard that like, it it's one of the things you have to do in your life at least once. Mm -hmm. But I tried to get a group of friends together to come with me. So they'll be like, yeah, we're coming. No, we're not coming. We're not coming. I'm like, do you know what? I had enough. Let me just book my ticket and just go. 
Yeah. I booked my ticket. Got, I just went, I booked this guy, I go to her and say, I'm going now. They go, what, you're going to go on your own? Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> you didn't get back to me and I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> so I'm going. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then the funny thing was, I got on that plane, I'm thinking, am I really doing this on my own? Am I actually mad? <laughs> <laughs> At what point, once you got there, were you like, okay, it's going to be all right? I think at the fir- the first, First night, I mean, the first night I got the 10 p.m., so it's quite late. But the next day, when I went to my first street party, they called it blockers there. Like, in the carnival, they've had, like, they have blockers everywhere. But mm-hmm. on my second night, when I went to my first street party on the second day, that was at that point I was like, do you know what? I'm in South America, surrounded by everyone around me, being on my own, having some beers, it'll be fine. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> That's amazing. But, and you've done this thing. now to over 20, 20 some odd countries, yeah? Yeah, so I've been solo traveling about, yeah, 20 countries, I'd say it's about. But wow. in general, I've done about 26 countries. I'm going to do 20, it's actually be 27 next week because I'm going to Copenhagen on Wednesday. So that'd oh, be nice and fun. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal, you know? <laughs> and I think that number is even higher than when we last talked. Where have you been since then? Since then, I've been to Vienna. So Vienna, Ooh. I went to Vienna and then Copenhagen is up next. And then November, I'm going to South Africa, Zimbabwe, Botswana. So yeah, wow. tell you adventures coming along. <laughs> Good I for think, you. You know, it's the whole thing of, if you, when you can travel solo, you're just like, right, I want to go here. And if your circumstances allow, because obviously everyone's circumstances doesn't allow, if it does allow, you can just book a ticket and go because also who's stopping you? You don't need someone with you. You can just go and just have your time with life by yourself. It's fine. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And you do all this while maintaining a full-time job. Yeah. And you own a home in London. Yeah. How do you juggle this? So for me, I basically, because we get annual leave, we get like 25 days annual leave a year. So Mm. I basically base it on that. So if I do like weekend trips, they're only like two or three days I've taken annual leave. So I can squeeze about seven, eight in a year. If I do mm-hmm. one big trip, I mean, I can only squeeze about, I say only, <laughs> I can squeeze about five trips in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I have this philosophy. As long as my bills are paid, wherever I have my money spent, wherever my spare money is, that's for me to spend how I want. Because, yeah, I'm not thinking about long term. There's no point in thinking about long term. It's just like, enjoy your life while you can, because you don't know what happens. That's true. <clears throat> that's valid. Do you feel like you prioritize your... um travel fund i guess over um like ordering takeout or like are there things that you feel like you sacrifice day to day so that you can have these travel experiences to be fair i mean i don't have much takeout like because i'm into the gym quite a lot as i'm into my fitness and that so i don't really have much takeout Mm -hmm. and i think it's about balance it's about knowing like okay i've got to set my money away for traveling but anything i don't spend end of the month is just going to go straight into that pot anyway so it's kind of an incentive to not spend money on stupid things as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you just said they're done, right? I think yeah, absolutely. It's all about what you want in life because for me, traveling is a big part of who I am. So mm-hmm. I cater for that and I make sure my money is actually there for that. <clears throat> but for other people, it's different things. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what you want in the day. Yeah, absolutely. So you're still not at a point, you'd, you'd say, where you feel like you wish you had somebody 
with you on these trips. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'd love to have someone with me on this trip, but <laughs> I think I'm at the point now, because I've traveled solo so much, it's like, it's going to be a hard adjustment to have someone with me on the trips now, because mm-hmm. you have to find someone that's very similar to you in terms right. of what you like doing and what time you like get up, getting up in the morning and things like that, because, yeah, I wake up stupid o'clock in the morning on normal days just to go to the gym. So oh. when I'm on traveling, it's even better, because I just get there early just to get the photo shots before <laughs> the tourists come in. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> How funny. When you are preparing for a solo trip, what are your must-have items in your carry-on bag? Camera, tripod, obviously usual stuff, like clothes. And another must-have is actually, I've started to take with me a sketchbook now because I recently got to drawing. So I take with me a sketchbook and a pencil. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try and do on this trip, instead of taking, I'm going to try and take less photos and do more sketches instead. Yeah, that oh, works. Wow. But I don't think that's going to work because I like the camera too much. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying, right? <laughs> You'll have to find a little balance between the two. Yeah, exactly. I think <clears throat> the key thing with solo traveling is just, yeah, because it's European trips, I just travel out anyway. But on the big mm-hmm. trips, I'll just take what I need to. Like, <clears throat> it's no big deal. Yeah. Would you say that your packing style then is more minimalistic? 100% uh, minimistic. 100% minimistic. Yeah. Yeah. You're not one I, of those, like, I'd rather have it and not need it than not have no, it. No, because I have to come back <laughs> and do all that laundry after. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Smart thinking. That is thinking yeah. ahead. You know, when you've only got to think about this stuff, it's like, oh, when the weekends come now, it's like, I've got, to, I've got a whole pile of laundry to do. I'm like, oh, you know what? I wish I was traveling again. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't blame you. Nah. I don't blame you at all. The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. So what are your tips to um, immerse yourself in a new culture? Like what kind of preparation do you do? Do you try and like learn the language um, do you do your research about like food and such ahead of time or do you just yeah. kind of wing it? <laughs> I think it depends though. Like when I went to Colombia, I was learning mm-hmm. Spanish anyway. So because I was learning Spanish, it kind of helped me. But when I went to Brazil, for instance, I learned the basic words, things like water, because you're going to need to get that everywhere. Mm-hmm. And just simple things like ask for directions, things like that. But we're quite lucky these days in modern day because you've got Google, Google Translate now. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how you communicate in Japan. That's basically how I got around to Google Translate. Because, yeah, not many people speak English there. So actually, right. Google Translate was my savior. Absolutely. And in terms of trip planning, like in terms of what to do when I get there, I tend to, if I'm going on a big trip, like when I went to Colombia, I book a couple of group tours. And I have like probably two days just leisure time. And in them two days leisure time, I'll just research, right, what's the tourist attraction I need to see? Okay, yeah. this is what I'm going to see. And then but outside of that, you have Google Maps. So you'll always find hidden gems of Google Maps anyway. So you can check it out. Mm. cautiously though because there's some dangerous place in the world which you do not want to go into that's not a hidden gem <laughs> right right 
like, like I'll tell you a story. When I was in Brazil, so when I was in Rio de Janeiro, I found a hidden gym. I thought, oh, it's a hidden gym. No, it wasn't. It was a bloody favela. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. But luckily, I look, I look, I look Portuguese, so I blended in, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. Have you ever been on a trip and decided just on a whim to extend your stay or to tack on another destination while you're out and about? No, I can't do that because I've got a full-time job. I can't really do that. And mm. I kind of prefer it that way because if I didn't extend my stay, it means I've not planned it better. I've not planned the trip enough. Like, mm. if I've got a two-week two limitation, that's it. I've got to see everything in two weeks. I've got to right. do it on doing two weeks. And if I, if I have to come back to it, I have to come back to it. It's fine. <laughs> if I have to come back and see it yeah. again, I guess yeah. I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of them things, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you have any advice for people who are too nervous to try a solo trip? Yeah, so the great thing about solo travel is you're actually not alone. There's actually a lot of groups that take solo travels on. So... Mm. One of my sec on my second trip, I went to Vietnam. I went with a group called Kentucky. Little shameless plug there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with Kentucky, it's like you go on a group tour. They plan everything for you, and in that group, you'd have basically everyone probably travels solo. Most of, most people in my group were traveling solo. Just mm-hmm. one couple in there, but everyone was traveling solo. So you're in the same situation. And you know what? By the end of the trip, you become best of friends. It's actually it's unbelievable. Like I think the human connection is so powerful because. You have your, obviously, you have your friends in, in the UK day to day, whatever, as you're going through in life. But when you go abroad, you're with a random strangers. You don't know who they are. By the end of it, you're just best of friends because you realize you have so much in common. Wow. It's, it's insane. Like, so yeah, if you're, if you're starting up first, I'll say, yeah, definitely group tours. Or even, do you know what? Just try something in your own, in your own country. Like in the UK, we're quite blessed. We've got so many good cities. So yeah, absolutely. Just, just go. Just go for a weekend to like Manchester or something and just spend the weekend there by yourself and you don't like it. You know what? You're in the UK so you can always come back, right? Right. You're right. Now, this episode probably won't be going up until early 2023, but at yeah. the time that we're recording, um, you guys recently lost the Queen. Yeah. How's the vibe over there right now? It's a bit, it's a bit somber at the moment, I think, because we're in the national period of mourning for, until the funeral now. Yeah. And it's a big change for the UK because our national anthem has changed now, all our coins have changed, and everyone's just known the Queen. Yeah. Like, it's insane. That's but, wild. Yeah, it's one of the I things, think, isn't it? Yeah, we. I think it's, it's, it's odd for us on this side of the pond. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, yeah, for me, like, for my generation, I guess, I feel like... Sh- she's always been the queen. Like that's always yeah. been the situation over there. And now it's like, huh? Now yeah. what? <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, the royal family is, um, they're controversial. Some people, some people, they love them. So it's just a mm-hmm. balance. But I think the fact that the queen's not here anymore, it's just, it's going to be so weird. It's going to be so yeah. strange. And it feels like an end of an era in a way as well, because Absolutely. that's all we've known. So Yeah. I don't know if I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you anticipate there being um, an influx of visitors 
Oh yeah, definitely. I think her body's on a lion state for like four days. They were saying five days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're expecting about I think two thousand, three thousand people a day to pass through just that. Oh wow! It's gonna be crazy. But the thing is, it's like it's never gonna happen again, right? In someone's lifetime, that the queen dies. So right, it's to pay the respects as well. People are gonna go. Like yeah. I went, I went to I'm going to Buckingham Palace right after this just to meet a friend, but. Mm. Even round it at the moment, like Buckingham's Windsor Castle, it's all a bit, it's all just crazy at the moment. Because sure. people just want to pay the respects. It's like, yeah, it's a once in a lifetime event, isn't it, really? It really is, <clears throat> yeah. For sure. Wild. Yeah, but I'm sure crazy. this is not going to impede your travel plans. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. As long as, the, as, long, as long as the planes are still taking off, I'm good. There you go. There you <laughs> That's go. It. That's all that matters. <laughs> I think what the other thing you... as well. Oh, sorry, yeah. What, um, what are you most looking forward to on this next trip you have coming up? I think I just need a break. It's been two weeks. It's been like two or three months since I've not had a break. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to just relaxing. And I think for me, Copenhagen is quite an I've heard a lot of good, interesting things about it. That's not yeah. a guy exploit really. But yeah, mainly just, just to relax and just not think about work, not think about anything and just just travel again. It's been a while. Yeah. For me, yeah. it's been a while anyway. That's such a great feeling to be able <laughs> yeah. to like like set your away message at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not have to worry about checking emails. Like that's yeah. such a good feeling, like that weight that comes off your shoulders. To be honest, I love my job, but there comes a point where you're like, okay, I need a break now. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I'll be working a lot, so I need a break a bit. But, I absolutely yeah. understand that. <laughs> I I feel like I'm I've always been such like a workaholic. Yeah. Um, and I don't have a trip planned. Like we're in September now. My next trip is in November. Um see, and I yeah. I don't think I've really traveled at all this. You see, I can't year. do that. I it, can't do that. It's been quite Quite a while, maybe April, I guess, was my last trip. So it's yeah. been quite a few months. <laughs> still a few months, but it's not too bad. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't do that. I need to. I need to have something planned in, just to yeah. try, just something, to, something to look just, forward to. Yeah, and it's just like because <clears throat> I planned my year out quite a bit. Because when I leave, I planned my year out. So I know, mm-hmm. right? Every two months, I'm going to this place, going to that place, going to that place, and I don't have to book the tickets technically, but at least I've got in the diary. So right, these days I'm right. going, and then you know it's there set in stone. I know what's coming and then around that I can't plan nothing. And it's just the best way to do it. Because yeah. I think one thing with solo traveling as well, it's given me the drive to explore London more as well. Because yeah. I've lived here all my life, but I've never actually seen London. But now mm. it's got to a point now where my weekends are so packed out with stuff to do in London. Like there's always museum exhibitions coming up or yeah. going, going to the theater or like I'm going to one next week or on tomorrow on the British Museum. No, it's good. It's, yeah, it's so much stuff to do. And then because there's so many parks as well, just go and explore parks and things like that. So, yeah. That's great. It's amazing because, and the fact is, I can do this on my own as well. I didn't, like, before I'd have to, I'd have to ask someone to come with me because I was so scared to do stuff on my own. Now mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? If I want to go to a museum, I'll just go to a museum. Now I actually ask people, like, I'm going, do you want to come with me? They say, no, I'm going to go anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You're lost, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like I'm going, to, I'm going to an exhibition on the 1st of October. So I'm on a few WhatsApp groups, like meetup groups and that. I just popped in. I'm going to an exhibition. Anyone want to come? I had quite a lot of interest. So I'm like, right, okay, WhatsApp, we'll post stuff to the first of the time. But 
it's crazy. It's just the amount of people, the amount, what it made me realize the amount of people, things people want to do, but they hold themselves back because they can't do it alone. Right. It's insane. You're like, right. <laughs> it's insane. You are absolutely right. And I think that for women, it's even more so. It's more empowering as well. Yeah, I I absolutely believe that. I think that there's, um, you know, they always say that as as a woman, if you can go and eat a meal alone at a restaurant, yeah, like that's such a big deal. Yeah, imagine like dialing that up to the point where you are exploring another country, yeah. or another city, even. It's actually interesting. Though. It's interesting though, because most of the people I've actually met abroad, so they're traveling, they will be women. And yes, I love I just, that. I love it as well because it's like, do you know what? You're defining the social norms here, so good on you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it, I absolutely. think it's just, it's so brave as well. It's like independent traffic, women are just independent of these. It's just, I think the world needs more of it anyway. Yes. So, yeah. And that's me as a guy saying that. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate your support. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Tell me, so after your Copenhagen trip, um, you mentioned you're going to South Africa, Botswana, and... Zimbabwe, yeah. Zimbabwe. Is this your first trip to Africa? Yeah, first time I made to Africa. <gasps> so I've done all the continents except for North America and Africa. That's the only wow. Left. Yeah. So I've never... I think with Africa, again, it's never really appealed to me, but then I saw this group tour come up. I was supposed to go pre-COVID to this, but because the trips get because the restrictions keep getting changed, I pulled it back. I just pulled it back to like November now. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it because this is like a group tour again, and I have a mixed I have a mixed bag about group tours because for me, because I've done so much solo traveling on my own, a group tour is nice. But I get to put it in a group tour. I'm like, okay, do you know what? I just want some alone time now, just to do my stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be good though. It's gonna be amazing. That sounds like it's going to be amazing. What is the thing that you're most looking forward to seeing in Africa? I think the safari. It's just got to be yes. the safari, right? It's got to be the safari. And Cape Town is on a clap. I want to hike up the Cape in Cape Town. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Like, uh, I'm already imagining the pictures that you're going to be so, posting. So am I. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> amazing. Oh, that's so exciting. So I you are well on your way to your goal of hitting 40 countries by the time you're 40. Oh, yeah. I think I'll hit that. I think I'll probably, like, by the end of the year, I should, end of next year, I should be on 37. So I'm going to, I've got, like, seven trips planned next year, but obviously wow. it depends on, it depends on, you know, got bills to pay, so it depends on that, but. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Those pesky bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just keeps going up and up. Crazy. It, it is crazy. <laughs> Man. But, yeah, so around that, I should be on 37 hopefully next year. And then after that, I might slow down a bit just to do bigger trips as opposed to smaller, smaller trips, but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, um, let's do a quick like rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> tell me the best experience you ever had. Traveling. The best experience I'd say definitely for me was Colombia. I think mm. the fact that I went there on my own and it was such a dangerous place. Everyone seemed to be careful. I was like, yeah, it's fine. It'll be fine. I come back. I was like, yeah, do you know what? That was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, and, and the best thing about that, I didn't do that as a group tour. I'd done that completely on my own as well. I think yeah. that gave me such a big boost of self-confidence as well that I planned this whole trip 
on my own. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah. That's great, though. It's good. Has there ever been a place that you were glad that you went and saw, but would not be excited to go back to again? <laughs> That's an interesting one. Oh, do you know what? I try, I try not to do that. Like, if you're not <laughs> There's a lot of places I've seen that's excited. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say not glad to go back to again because I think everyone's experience of a place is different depending on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. But one place I was actually very excited to see was Jordan. And just to go, because Petra has always been a dream of mine. When I went okay. to Petra, when I went to Petra, it was just so amazing. Mm. Like, you're just, you're just there, you're like, wow, this is incredible. But in terms, of not, in terms of going back again, oh, no, I'm definitely going back. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I think with that, on that question, I think in terms of not going back to a place again, yeah, everyone has bad experiences in certain places, and that's sure. fine. But I think it's all about your perspective will be different to someone else's. Mm-hmm. Someone else will hate a place, but you might love the place. So that's why I try not to have favorites. I'm like, do you know what? Everyone asks me all the time, what's your favorite country? I said, I have not got none. Just go for yourself and see. Because yeah. that's that's your perspective. My perspective Absolutely. is different to your perspective. So. Right. I had a guest recently who said her favorite country is whichever one she's visiting next. Exactly. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, and I know I asked you this last time, but remind us, what was the best thing that you ever ate? Oh, French fries and chips. All the way. Hey. <laughs> no, because as I said last time, I'm a vegetarian, so I quite struggle with food, like in certain yeah. places. But actually saying that, you know, when I went to Vietnam, like they have a quite big tofu scene out there. That, mm-hmm. That's a few good dishes there, like some noodles, stir fries, things like that. So yeah, Vietnam is pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, did you ever, on the opposite end of that spectrum, try anything that you did not care for? <laughs> Um, not really, like, because I'm quite careful when I eat abroad as well, because the last thing I want to do is get sick. So right. the certain food, I'm just like, you know, what? I don't look that, like, look, because I'm not going to bother trying it. Mm. And I think that's, again, back, my, that's back to my solo traveling experience as well, because the last thing I want to do is I want to get sick and just stay in bed and waste my trip. I'm like, nah, you know what? Let me just go for tried and tested and safe, safe food that I know is going to be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Are there any specific um, types of shops that you try to seek out when you're in a new place? Like I have a friend who always tries to find uh, local bookstores whenever she travels somewhere new. Oh, that's interesting. No, not really. Do you know what? I used to collect fridge magazines before. I've been a place I've been to. But it got mm. to a point now when my fridge got filled up. So I'm like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> 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 so, so now I'm just like I just sort of go with the flow now and just see I'm not really a souvenir person though because I don't like holding stuff I don't like collecting stuff mm-hmm. I'm more of a I like collecting stuff in terms of like pictures and things like that but in terms of souvenirs not really yeah I get that that's just more money that you could be spending on your next trip I mean some people like that and it's fair enough I think for me I just don't I just don't like having stuff I, if I collect stuff it's fine I'm not going to use it again so there's no point in me having it Right. That's the way I see it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you take all those amazing photos. So it's not like you don't have something 
um, to remember a place by. Yeah, obviously. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just one thing I want to say about meeting people, though, because I know a lot of solo travelers are scared they might be on the trip alone, like completely. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, you know what? It's fine. You might be on the trip alone complete the whole time, but most chances are you won't be because on the, on the photo thing, like most of the photos I've taken, they've not been taken by me, they've been taken by strangers. And mm. they take some damn good photos, I tell you. <laughs> they yeah, take good you're photos. right. Yeah. And it's just a case of just asking them, do you know what? You take a photo of me. So what that, from that one question, you can actually turn to a whole conversation. Like, I oh, met wow. someone in, when did I go? Where was it? In Tokyo? Was it Tokyo? See, I've been to certain places, I can't remember. <laughs> it was in Stockholm, actually. I met someone in Stockholm. So I met a couple there. I said, can you take a photo of me? So they took a photo and then we started chatting for like an hour, just sitting in Riverside, just talking. Just talking rubbish. Wow. But it's like, I'm just talking to a stranger and it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and it's not like I'm not, and I said, you know what, after that, I said, all right, I'm going to move on. I'll see you later. And there's no good feeling about it because you don't know these people anyway. Right. But you chat to them, you have that connection, then you're like, okay, that's my, that's my non-alone time. And that's yeah. the balance you have with solo traveling. I think if you're with a group, group of friends, you never do that because you just got your group of friends and that's it. Right. That's so true. Do you ever um, stay connected with the people that you encounter? Are you guys following each other on social media? <laughs> yeah. So actually, I've got a friend at the moment. She's from Australia. So I met her in Australia. She's actually here at the moment. She lives in London. So I oh. see her quite frequently. And a couple of years ago, I met a couple in Malaysia. They came, they're basically nomads. They teach English around the world. Wow. Such a cool, such a cool thing. But they work remotely. So they came to London for like the Christmas period. I think it was two or three years ago. They came to London, so they're like, yeah, we come to London. Let's meet up. So I said, yeah, okay, let's meet up. They said, they want to go, they said, they want to go Stonehenge. I said, do you know what? I've not been Stonehenge myself, actually. Let's, let's do it. I'll drive there. I've got the car in so it's fine. We'll drive there. Wow. Then I'll go, I'm go with them to Stonehenge, Bath, and some village I've never seen, I've never heard of. But Oh, amazing. It's incredible because it's things like this. When you live in London, you're never going to go to them places alone. Because mm-hmm. you're, ne- you're just never going to do it. Because it's just like, yeah, I could do it anytime. It's fine. You never do. But when people right. come visit you, when people come visit you, you just see all these faces like, wow, it's incredible. And the fact that they remember you as well and you remember them, I think that's what's making it more special as well. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And now this isn't really travel related, but you did mention um, you have a pretty strict workout routine. Yeah. And you're on a little bit of a weight loss journey. Do you want to talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah, so I've actually, in the past few years, I've lost about 10 kg on the scale. But really, the scale weight hasn't shifted that much. What's more changed me is like mentally and physically. Yeah. I've gone like, I've got to a point where I'm actually confident in my body now. And I've got to a point where I'm actually confident in myself. And Mm -hmm. I think solo traveling helped me that quite a bit because (laughs) before solo traveling, I'd be scared to try stuff, new stuff. I'd be like, ah, I'm comfortable, it's fine. But mm. since I've solo traveled, I'm like, well, I've got to start taking things seriously and just have fun a bit more, just enjoy my life a bit more. So yeah. I started doing, I do things like improv classes now once a week sometimes. I do art classes now once a week. I have a wow. crazy, I have a crazy gym routine. It's insane, but we'll talk about <laughs> another time. <laughs> but yeah, I think the drive, I think for me, I'm quite a driven person. So when I set myself a target, I'll actually just try and go and achieve it. Yeah. And yeah, in terms of traveling and the fitness journey, I don't let it bother me because I'd see what I want anyone to go abroad because I walk so much in these places. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It balances itself out. <laughs> you have to enjoy mm-hmm. life as well at the same time, right? 
Yeah, for sure. That's great. What a great message. It's just, yeah, I'd say the biggest message is just believe in yourself and you, you basically are more, you're basically more capable than you actually think you are. Because we always, like, I've had this time where I'm always down, not down, yeah, down playing myself quite a lot saying, yeah, you know what, you're not, you know, this far ahead in life because everyone else is. And it's like, actually, do you know what? It's fine because I'm doing other stuff. And yeah, I love it. It's good. <laughs> good for you. That's the way it is. Excellent. Hinesh, before I let you go, remind me where we can find you on social media so everyone can follow along. Yeah, so on, on the social, I'm on Hin101. That's Instagram main that I use. Sometimes I use Twitter. Facebook are hard to use these days. So mainly mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. Excellent. And uh, of course, we'll include links in the episode show notes. It is always such a pleasure chatting with you. Amazing. Thanks to you too as well. Safe travels to you on your upcoming trips. And I can't wait to catch up with you again. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own Had To Be There memories.